Yeah. Do you want your Steppenwolf to be a action figure of a cartoon you never saw when you were a kid? Or do you mm-hmm. want him to be uh, sort of like actions? a flesh alien covered in knives? Yeah, I'm going to take the former. He fell down in a game of metal pickup sticks. And he became Steffen, Steffenwolf. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. It's Steppenwolf, the guy you've always wanted to see come to the big screen before all those other amazing villains you have at your disposal. Brainiac, get the yeah. fuck out of town. We've yeah. got Steppenwolf. Dark side, we'll put him in after people made us realize he was a character we had options to watch. <laughs> And he's going to have a Omega symbol, but it's the wrong way. And it's a scar because those aliens don't know Omega. Yeah. Fuck just that. Ha- fuck that design. That iconic ju- design. It just happens to look like that. Oh, hey, you want Mongol? Fuck that guy. Nope, you're getting Steppenwolf. <laughs> That's right. There's so many fucking characters you could have done. Shit. Oh. You want Calabac. Please. Nope. nope, 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 no, no camelbacks here. You're getting Steppenwolf, the guy who looked like he walked out of a Hungry Man TV dinner in the oven. Just... <laughs> it was a Jiffy Pop accident gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, he sat on the fucking stove too long. He, he was born to be wild. That dude was born to be mild. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, you, you all know what I'm saying. You know, I like making Steppenwolf puns. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then you just, we smash cut to Steppenwolf. That is the only part my armor does not protect. My heart. <laughs> really? should really get that, that armor looked at. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the '90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. That's right, strap in, Pop Sagateers. We've got a humdinger of a show for you today. It's another series review power hour. That should have had reverb, oh well. With one of the most powerful of all, She-Hulk. That's right. Today, we're going to be reviewing the first season of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, one drink at a time. Will it be... Mean Green and straight up one of the best shows we've ever seen? Or will it be Tame Lame and the one to blame? Blame for what, you might ask? I don't know. I just was trying to rhyme. Uh, Anyway, we're going to find out. So without further stalling, let's get this questionable activity started. I'm Forrest, and what do you say, John? Mm -hmm. Are you ready to get your gamma on? Yeah, I'm ready to get my gamma on i've i've uh, tweaked all the color cam uh, calibration so the gamma is oh. perfect on my screen so we're good to go wow that's what that's what you're talking about right 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where uh, both Hulk and uh, She-Hulk get their powers from. Uh, yeah, they watching. just adjusted the t- they went they yeah. put it all the way up and then all of a sudden <laughs> they just and then yeah, I mean look, I've been there. We've we we've had old giant tube televisions that sounded like you know, like a photon engine turning on in your house when you turn on. Oh, yeah, warming absolutely. Up, and you can hear it, and then you're getting bathed in the gamma radiation of, like, I Dream of Genie, uh, Night Court, you mm-hmm. know, Hill Street Blues, and, you know, any other children's show you watch back in the day. <laughs> yep. Uh, exactly. Um... Let's see. So we are going to be using a uh, power outer. A uh, power outer. Mm, that might be. That might be it for me. I may be power out right now. Um, no, we'll be using a power hour timer. You got. The, you got the link for that. Or do you want to keep it? Because last time we were out of sync, and I think we started doing too many drinks. So, <laughs> 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 sucker, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, um, like we, were, we were already out of sync before, and by the end of it, I was quite drunk. Um, well, not drunk, <laughs> I could definitely almost see through time. I was almost to the time travel. You could part. see through time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got it. Um, okay, so I found one. It's called powerhour.beer. All right, powerhour.beer. Um, Power and it's a uh, it's a drinking game where players take a shot of beer every minute for an hour. So I could do it. I could uh, do it where I uh, I'll just say cheers every time it's time to drink and then you go ahead and do it. Okay. Um, and so we don't get out, out of sync. All right, uh, that sounds good. That sounds Okay, good. and I will try I will try to keep us on track here. Um, uh, but before we dive into this uh, into this review of the episode, mm. uh, I just want to say congratulations on our last episode. I don't want to break the fourth wall, but does anyone believe that the, that Night Stab program was real? I mean, well, if you I do, do. <laughs> you do how you played two characters in it. Uh but I just wanted to say what a fun thing that we made together. And uh, and I just wanted to say also to thank uh, your wife, Tanya, yeah. for the fantastic job she did on that show. Yeah, she did. A fa- she, she sold it. She sold it. Killed it. She really Killed did. It. Yeah. it sounded exactly like an NPR interview. And uh, it was funny to see that to see like the different uh, take on what Michael was doing in these iconic scenes or less than iconic scenes, I guess, if you're talking about the fourth Halloween. Yeah. Cause you know, that, that one is a, it's fine. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's all, it, it's just like, it's almost like evil dead Two. Just feels like kind of a remake of the first sure. film. Just like an esca- opposite of Evil Dead 2, where it's like Evil Dead 2 is vastly Better. superior. Of course. But, you know, and then since they're like, well, what did we do in the first one? Well, let's just ramp it up to 11. And we'll do that in the fourth one. But we're going to give him a niece. And we're going to do all this other thing. And, you know, it's the unofficial start of the 
uh, Thorn trilogy portion of uh, Halloween that I don't care for. But mm-hmm. this was... Uh, this was it was super fun to do, and you know I've had people messaging me, uh, asking like which which voices I did, um, <laughs> you know, and then um, I even got my I got my uh, buddy Roy. He's like, man, you got me f- through the intro, like the very first intro. I was like fooled for a second because it was just <laughs> right out of left field. So no, it was super. Super happy, proud of it. The only thing that we missed out on that one is we didn't get to listen to the Pop Scares You uh, theme song, which is a fan favorite. But yeah, we had to we had to leave it out for the sake of the immersion. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We could have played it at the end, I guess. Nah, no, no. We, no, we got we, it because we're we're presenting it like we have found this unaired pilot. Yes, and uh, we just presented it as is. I mm-hmm. thought about us doing like a intro at the top, like introing our own thing. But I'm like, okay, never mind. This is already a ton of work. <laughs> Let's just focus on this. Yeah, no, I think you know, you did a masterful job with you know all your parts and stuff, and it was like literally uh, asynchronous how we did it. Little, yeah, little behind no. the scenes. Magic Hard to thing. tell though. Yeah, I think I, I think it was edited pretty well, if I must say so myself. And you know all the parts that you add in, and you know all the stuff I recorded. It was really weird interviewing myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, because I insert the uh, insert the certain bits, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The thing is, I I I will admit that I wish I would have put a phone call like a phone like ringing phone on the tail end because i think some people miss the very end of that episode i won't spoil what it is go back and listen to the last 15 minutes 15 seconds and you should yeah well i think that that's i think that's okay because if you did miss it then you're like the person who left after the credits started rolling in a in a movie you missed the after credit scene I mean, I hear you, but I'm telling you there's something there for those who want to venture back. If not, it's okay. Too. Yeah, listen all the way to the end if you have it. If you're a fan, if you've listened to it, you you uh, turned it off after the sign-off, keep listening. There's a twist. There's the conclusion to the story of, of the meta story. You don't want to let, miss it. Yeah, my favorite, I, I will say, I, this is the problem. It's weird. Right. I actually talked to my therapist about this. That's right. I go to the therapist because you got to do sometimes. That's good. And, and Very I healthy hate, choice. hate like talking positively about anything that I do, mm-hmm. but I can't absolutely help but be uh, happy with this and, um, and talk about it in a positive light. And one of the parts that uh, made me smile, I have to stop editing for a second, was the uh when you do the phone call when you're like we got it that cracked me up to no end that cracked me up to no end so thank you very much k-wig is back baby yeah i love it i love it i love it because it was just like yes this is we made a mic we we made like a micro documentary and you know and i had a you know i sent you a message to another friend of mine said about like tonally of how it sounded just like all those shows and i was just like cool because i don't listen to them 
So I'm glad I had Forrest here <laughs> be my shepherd and guide me through this process. I just kind of went with instinct. Yeah, yeah I was I wrote the first draft and I was like, I need there needs to be like extra context. Uh, actually, it came about, you know, after we decided what because you did the interviews first and I listened to those and then I formulated a story that kind of fit around the interviews uh, but after we came up with your character, I was like, okay, I need a way to introduce John's character that's organic, and and it would be in a way that if this is a person who has been on the same public radio that people would have already known, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have been, like, you wouldn't say this is, you know, whatever, you wouldn't introduce them, but how can I introduce them organically without you know making it too obvious and that's when i hit upon the idea of like okay i'm gonna have this sort of meta this is sort of like the blair witch project when they find the the tapes they put those little warnings on the beginning and the end because they're you know they're they've found the tapes and they're commenting on it so i was like in my head somebody found this pilot and then they also had these calls that had this arc to it and then they spliced the calls in to give like that, like you said, the documentary style, extra context, no, and then was... I think when that happened, it was like, okay, this clicks. This actually works as a story now. It, I mean, it totally did. It was like I was like, this is masterful. I just was like, well, I'm gonna do these interviews and stuff, and I just was having fun with it, and um, like you should, and I was just riffing off of like somebody who'd work at Silver Shamrock, so that's what I was <laughs> yeah. like. But I was like, but I do really the deep. Well. Yeah, I was like, I gotta do the deep throat voice. But originally, I was gonna pick like a bunch, of, like the baby voice. But I was like, no, let's just go through with it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then you were like, well, okay, let's switch it up there. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll interview myself as Reggie Clayton Midnight, the the greatest name I could think of. I felt like it had to be a three name. And he, sure, you know, yeah, absolutely. It felt. It felt like a good counterpart to to Wilford Bunch. I thought it was uh, everything felt cohesive and it felt like it came from the same world, and uh, and so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because you know it's uh, we treated it as this real thing and didn't really comment on it uh, during the actual episode. So I just wanted to say you know we're recording on this on Halloween. It's still a little spooky. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just congrats on how that came out. That was real fun. Yeah, definitely. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. Indeed. <laughs> All right, yes. Let's uh, open up can numero uno. I've got two cans here. Yeah, me too. Just in case, <laughs> and it probably will. Yep. Um, But here we go. And uh, do you want to tell what everyone what we're drinking, or are you just drinking a beer? Uh, yeah, but why not? Well, why not give a little background to it? But first, I want to lay the ground rules. Yeah. Obviously, this is a if you're not familiar with Power Hours, or you did not tune into our I Have a Power or I Have the Power Hour, where we talked about the He-Man animated series. Uh, the basic rules are you need to take a sip of whatever alcoholic drink you have one, one for every one minute in an entire hour. So you'll be taking 60 sips in total. And, uh, the constraint we have on ourselves is that we need to wrap up the series review. We need to talk about all 
the episodes of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the Disney Plus series, before the hour is out. Now that that is out of the way, let us go to our... Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> Voice mod. Jeez. Yeah, Voice mod, so it updated and wiped out all of my... Uh, all of my music buttons. Oh, really? Yeah. Boo, voice mod, boo. Um, well, okay. I have, uh, you, here, here we go. You, you here, found it? Here we got we got something that's just as good. Okay. Uh, it's not exactly it, but you'll see. Here we go. Uh, and... Is it... Are you playing? It's not playing. It's not are you playing, playing buddy? Okay, you want me? I I can get us. I can get us. Here we go. How about this one? All right. No, it's not playing. How is this not playing? Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> so, John, tell me about what you're drinking tonight. Um. Well, I guess it's fitting. This is um. The Finnish Long Drink. Oh, yeah, I had this the other day. Yeah, the Long Drink Company. A unique taste of natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors with gin. And the only thing I can say is it tastes like a good fresco, which is an oxymoron in itself, but I'll take it. Is that it? (laughs) That's not a good good loop. (laughs) We're just going to leave it in, though. I mean, I, I could have got you covered too. Uh, well, I do like that laundry. That's a that's actually a tasty beverage. Huh? Yeah. Uh, since I got introduced to them, delicious. Yeah, uh, those Finns know what they're doing. Uh, for my side, I'm going to be uh, imbibing a Ridgetop Red Ale by the Silver City Brewery down in Bremerton. Washington. Damn. <laughs> I can't believe they cut it off there. Well, uh, people, like, so, someone's like, surely no one will play the whole thing. No one will want the whole thing. You know, it's all free use anyway. <laughs> I'm sure no one owns that. I'm sure Medieval Time doesn't own that. <laughs> oh, man. They probably do, though. Oh, yeah. no. Here comes the Blue Knight. He's got a foam sword. Get away from me, Blue Knight. Everyone boo him. Hoist up your haunch of chicken leg. Yeah, throw your turkey leg at him. Have at the rapscarion. Uh, all right. <laughs> but we're, let's uh, let's dive right in. Let's jump right in. Yep, you tell uh, me when. Tell uh, me when to go. Right, I'm, uh, so I'm clicking go, and I'll tell you when your first shot is up. All right, so uh, let's get started. Uh, our first shop is in five, four, three, two, one, go! Hey, everybody. Hungover Editor John here. We totally forgot to invoke the spoiler witch for this episode as well. Um, and we don't like to give away spoilies, so I'm going to put it in here so we are protected for all spoily kind. Spoilers, spoilers, double boilers, cauldrons burn, and secrets bubble. 
of course, in, in the rites and passages handed down to us by our ancestors, the spoiler witch has been invoked, and we will be safe uh, tonight. All right. So this is episode one, season one, episode one. A mm-hmm. normal amount of rage is what the episode is called. That's right. Jens Walter's world is turned upside down after a freak accident leaves her with superpowers. Yep. And that's pretty much it. And this is the this is the, the longest Hulk cameo we get in the whole series. And yep. uh, it really sets the stage for how funny the series is going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. plants some seeds for what happens later. Because we get the Sakar ship. Yep. Sakarian or Sakarin ship. And, uh, you know, I'll admit that one like the the way that she gets her superpowers is a little contrived. I don't know if I would want to do like the the whole blood transfusion thing that they did in the comics, but oh, like when she's gunned down by the mob, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. then Bruce is like, "Oh my god, I can't take you to the hospital because people know that I, you know, they know drink." I'm oh shit! They know that I'm the Hulk, so instead I'm just going to give you a blood transfusion inside this living room or my hotel mm-hmm. room. I forget which one, one it is. Yeah, but like it's a little bit contrived to have him just be like, "Oh, I bleed all over you." I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why he has that accent, but uh, yeah. But it's still, you know, I didn't mind it. It kind of came and went so fast that I'm just like, okay, fine. Yeah, they didn't focus on it too much, and I, I guess it was fine because the other way sounds even more ridiculous every time I say it out loud. Yep, um, it's like, uh, yeah, Moon Knight is in Switzerland, and you got your powers from Bruce having a cut and drip of blood on you. Yep, but we get really cool training mon- montage because of it. Um, That's true. Yes, yeah. I mean, I really wish they would stop setting stuff in, uh, like, jungles, because the CG budget to do trees must be so high, because they always look drink bad. So do you think they should have done it like in a desert or something like that? I mean, just like, just do it in like mostly indoors or something. Or like a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Hulk has a super padded warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Or yeah. like on top of a mountain somewhere where you could just kind of, you save that CG bu- budget for the characters. Cause I don't know. It always looks like it's super unnatural and it's always just like where what part of mexico is this that you guys are in that you can just do sonic booms all day long and someone's not like hey stop it <laughs> hey you over there cut that out yeah <laughs> uh mm. so that part i didn't care for but i loved all the rest of the stuff i love the whole tony stark and his bar I, we've talked about this i think a little bit already on yeah the episode, i think this episode's but, already been covered by us and but it it's good i liked it at the end of the day i came out Ready for more. Yeah, exactly. Drink. This. Oh, my God, already. Yeah, I like this one. And also, I like the establishing of some of the older characters from, like, the Savage She-Hulk run and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it, it was a, a real fun episode. Um, I still don't know where it, uh, Titano, like, comes into play for this episode. Like why yeah, she, she just was breaks there? through the wall. <laughs> like they kind of just have to introduce her and have her get beaten, which is the thing that she the the same purpose she ser- ser- serves in the uh, comics is just to be She Hulk's foil and to be often bested by She Hulk. That's true. That's true. 
Um, <clears throat> so it was a, uh, it was sort of a tidy way for them to introduce her because that leads right into the second episode, Superhuman Law. Take it away, John. Yeah, Jen is hired as a, at a prestigious law firm, but must practice as She-Hulk and and rep a complicated client. Hopefully, you yeah. understood that. Yeah, I did. I, I okay. did, and I've and I've been just shooting beers for the last I don't know couple minutes yeah. five minutes i guess it's only five minutes in oh uh, maybe we need to slow down a little bit we only have a uh, nine episodes okay um, no but we can't slow down because we slow down we're still gonna get drunk it doesn't work oh yeah that's true uh, uh it doesn't work like okay well here we go okay let's um try. so this is where they introduce that uh that that walters is uh is dubbed she hulk is like the first time is kind of in this episode um, and uh, she has to defend herself against uh, Titania because uh, uh, wait no. Titania is oh no, take another shot. Oh my god, <laughs> that's another episode. This is um, she is uh fired from the district attorney office. This is where she is hired onto that uh that that very uh, exclusive new job um what is the do you remember the name glaxo smith klein no, oh, no. that's the drug goodman, company goodman lieber goodman lieber kurtzberg hall and holloway yeah oh, i was gonna get there eventually but yeah. <laughs> but like you said glk and h and uh, she's able to bring her best friend, uh, Nikki Ramos, with her as her paralegal. And on her first day, she has to defend a real piece of garbo. Oh, or, we, or so we think. We're maybe take a, take trying a shot. To, okay, we'll do. Should we say a former piece of garbo? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still out there. I'd still say he's probably pretty garbo, but he's trying. He's yeah, trying. mostly garbo. Yeah, most guard. Like 90% Garbo, but played fantastically by uh, Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mil Blonsky, a.k.a. Abomination. Yeah. Abomination. You know, uh, a character that did not really get its due in the Edward Norton uh, Hulk, the, where this character comes from, uh, but he's back. We saw him in Shang-Chi where they kind of uh, hinted at his return. And uh, I just love this version of A-Bomb. I love this version of Abomination. Uh, I think it is really well designed, and it just fixes every terrible thing about that original Abomination, which was truly an Abomination, but not uh, not in the way they wanted, more an Abomination of good taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, take shot number eight. Okay. Yes, I agree. The weird, amorphous fused human looking abomination no good no good but this one with the fins the more classic looking abomination that i've grown the love through the comic books it was great to see him here and see him being at peace and kind of being able to change at will as well yeah and the fact that you know he's they're in la he's in the la area and he has adopted this sort of pseudo-spiritualist uh, kind of uh, uh, life advisor type role 
that we find out about later, I thought was just a, an incredibly funny turn for uh, this 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 character that was initially presented as sort of a one dimensional uh, dimensional villain. Yeah, kind of. A, it's a shot. Time to chig shot number nine. Oh, so okay. burps. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, apologies for the sips. Yeah. Uh, well, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, all the mouth noises are going to be bad. Listen, yeah. everybody, the mouth noises are going to be bad. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Um, he said it, not me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go away from it. But yeah, the fact that she has to represent him, totally crazy. But it's kind of cool to see this other facility that isn't the raft and uh just again i think notching up the zaniness even from the mm -hmm. first one to the you know the, the the second level of finding out he has like seven wives and well yes pen pals uh, as they're introduced in this yeah, yeah, sure, sure, uh, sure, context sure 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 but they'll, it has a, be his wives yes it has a very culty kind of uh vibe to it but um uh, this is the uh this is the episode where it shows Banner uh leaving Earth in a in the same Sakarian's uh spacecraft and we also see as I mentioned earlier the direct tie into Shang-Chi uh in which we we get to see that a little bit of that clip and Jennifer finds out oh no this person's been escaping from this high security prison to participate in a fight club Oh no, my case! Time to take a shot number 10. Uh, which leads us into episode three. The, the people, people versus a. Yeah, go ahead. No, the people versus Emil Blonsky. Uh, she Hulk represents Emil Blonsky, also known as the Abomination, but his parole hearing doesn't go as planned. And it doesn't go as planned because people caught him doing that Fight Club thing, and that doesn't yeah. seem so good. Yeah, that's gonna put a real damper on the 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 plan by uh, Jen Walters to try to get uh, him out of there. Uh, but she's got an ace in the hole, Supreme Sorcerer Supreme Wong, because at this time uh, he is still Sorcerer Supreme. Is he still Sorcerer Supreme? So yep. hard to tell in oh, yeah, Multiverse yeah, yeah. of he Madness. Yeah, oh yeah, no, he's been uh, Sorcerer Supreme since like uh, 2017, so, and this was like 2025. Shot 11, oh, take it to Jesus. heaven. Oh, Jeebus. Yeah, he's still Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I mean, it was even on his LinkedIn, or their, their version <laughs> of MCU LinkedIn. Yep, <laughs> that is true. Um, but he also worked at Target. I do remember that. You know, oh, just that's like right. He worked at Target before he became a the librarian of Comontage, and then all of a sudden later. I mean, look, it just shows that if you train hard enough, you too can become the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I mean, you won't be the main character in the movie, but you will definitely get the title Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, maybe it's just you know, maybe Sorcerer Supreme really is just middle middle management or something. Mm. I don't know. But it was, hey, this is a great way to see Wong, especially since Wong is in everything. And um, just to have that like kind of continuation. And the reason why he had to 
break the abomination out was because he needed to fight a worthy foe to become or to stay Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Steven ever having to do that, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think Craig was like, have you ever heard of Akumate? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, through Wong's testimony and everything else, Jen is able to get Emil um, out on parole. But he's forbidden from ever transforming again. Yeah, well, you know what they do. You guys sometimes got to deal with that. You're not going to be able to transform, but he's out on parole. Uh, Jen kind of celebrating her look. Gets jumped by the wrecking crew. Oh, I mean, yes, of course. But, I mean, let's oh, not... Did I miss sk- something? Let's not skip over uh, the whole subplot about the the real uh, the real piece of garbo, uh, Dennis Bukowski, uh, who approaches the law firm and says, hey... Uh, he's been, he's been defrauded by a shape-shifting elf. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the whole, that who was is, the better part. <laughs> yeah, who is yeah, impersonating weird. Megan the Stallion, who is played by Megan the Stallion. Uh, and, uh, so this is the episode where, uh, we get that great She-Hulk <laughs> and Megan the Stallion, uh, twerking scene, which was very funny and meant to be funny, but really made a lot of people upset. Yeah, I don't know why. It was really good. Really said it's. I saw so many YouTube videos that were like, She-Hulk ruins the Marvel Universe. All right, drink. Uh, Okay. Yeah, heaven forbid. You know, I've never read a She-Hulk comic before, but I'm going to comment on this by saying that she ruined it. Even though if I read one of her comics, I'd realize she does stuff like this all the time. And like, plus, it was funny. It was, it was great. It's meant to be cringy. It's meant to be cringy to see the She-Hulk uh, uh, twerk. I mean, I ain't complaining. That's all I know. And, oh, and, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't complaining. I'm not writing. I'm not writing to any things online. That's fine with me. It's Megan the Stallion She-Hulk. He's a, this is great. I never knew I needed this in my life until I had it put in my life. And I'm like, I need more of this in my life. Listen, I want to say this in the most respectful way possible, but She-Hulk is a a real smoke show. (laughs) Shot number 15. You're not going to get any disagreements from me. Um, I know that's like a a CG creation, but... uh, uh, no disagreements. Yep. Yeah, okay. No disagreements. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, the when Runa, the 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 the, the elf, the shape changer, when she was about to give that inspirational speech, mm-hmm. she's just all like, you know, like new Asgard. You know, uh, uh, Asgard isn't a place; it's a people. And the judge is like, no, no, I'm going to stop you from the inspirational speech right here. That doesn't work. <laughs> that did get, that tickled me a little bit. But yes, I forgot the twerking with Megan the Stallion. And then, but you know, she was also jumped by Wrecking Crew. So there you go. Yeah, that wraps up the episode. Wrecking Crew shows up. Drink. Shop numbers. Big lean. 
Ugh. I've been starting, like, I've been reflexively taking little sips in between. <laughs> like yeah, okay. no, I've been keeping my, I've been keeping it down on the table, but I'm almost going to have to open up another can. So yeah, I'm, my I'm si- getting my there si- myself. Yeah. Yeah, these sips are uh, a little bit. Right? We, yeah, we need to slow down a little bit. We're only on minute 16. Uh, uh, but yeah, the wrecking crew showing up was fun. They all had like kind of normal looking tools that had, they were imbued by Asgardian magic or something to that effect. And uh, uh, it was just fun to see her throw those, uh, those, oh my God, those guys around. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, for sure. But we're we're on to episode four. Take it away, John. Is this not real magic? She is Hulk's it not? Mute. Is it? Is this not real magic? Oh, don't mess me up. I'm sorry. Drink. Oh, Drink. God damn it. Regenerate. <laughs> she Hulk's new client Wong is suing a magician for unauthorized use of the mystic odds. And. Holy shit! This episode got me the this this one had me dying. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the episode that introduced a uh, new Marvel character and uh, new like instant hit Marvel character, Madison King, and uh, the perfect foil for Wong. Which uh, her and Wong scenes together they work incredibly well and are very funny. Uh, and she is just a delight. Yeah, Madison. With the Y, but not where you think. Not where you think. <laughs> and then the dude, the, the the fake um, uh, was Chris uh, Chris Devil Chris Angel. That's it. Don, like, you mean Donnie, Donnie Blaze? Blaze? Yeah. The dude who time like, to drink. Oh god. This guy who flunked out of commentage like after a week, <laughs> practicing the Mystic Arts. Yeah. Oh, hilarious, hilarious. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, because he was like, he was a, uh, he, he actually went to Kimmertaj and learned, and that's how they explain the little bit of magic he does have, even though he doesn't have a great command over it. Uh, because the aforementioned Madison gets transported to uh Kimertage basically by this this or she gets transferred back to Kimertage after going through hell I guess Yeah, you know, maybe this is fi- finally the Mephisto subplot that everyone's that everyone, been waiting for. That everyone wants, you know, that was it. She everyone's like so horny tri- for Mephisto to, to show up. Yeah, that's the big bad they want. Like, well, they fought Thanos now It's time for chat 19. We're gonna fight the devil, and that's what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, you give like six b- drops of blood, and the goat's name was Arthur or some shit. It was just silly. Um, you know, this was definitely a silly subplot, but also an interesting way to kind of bring in like the the duality between Jen and She Hulk a little bit within this episode is to like. You know, uh, with her going on on all those different like Tinder esque dates, and matching mm-hmm. with all these different jerks and things like that, just trying to figure out, you know, is she Jen or is she She Hulk? Was you know, I think a great middle ground for this episode. 
Yeah, and it introduces the subplot of people liking She-Hulk more than like they like Jennifer Walters, and how much of a mind... Oh, that's number 20 right there. Time for shot number 20. Oh, Jesus. But it, it is... It does kind of... It, it starts that thread. And if you think about it, that would be, like, just a super screwed-up thing to have to deal with, is to think that, like, me, myself, me by myself, is not good enough for most people so you know i have to turn into this new person and they'll only like me when i'm like this i think it's that anytime anybody like has a dramatic transformation in their life where they maybe they lose a lot of weight or they get in a great shape then i think naturally comes this horrifying fear that if you were ever to go back to the person you were before people wouldn't like you anymore and then she has the this experience in a sort of a microcosm because she goes from she can change at will and sees it in real time. It's not a gradual falling away of people. People will just immediately they're like, Ooh, I don't like you anymore. Shot number twenty one. So it was a really that's a really interesting it's a really interesting subplot. And I think that it maybe should have been obvious that this was coming, but uh I thought it was a really effective uh, it surprised me, and I thought it was an effective uh, subplot. I really, I really liked it. Yeah, ditto, ditto. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, got to get him out. Got to get him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's yeah. good. It didn't. It was the worst. You know, I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. before recording. Oh God, last episode, and uh, I put up a lot of acoustic foam in my uh, office, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it, it, it's working. The sound's yeah, not bouncing I, I, around. I could barely hear the uh, the burps reverbing in your office. <laughs> great, fantastic. Uh, and it ends with a great action sequence. Uh, oh, shot number 22. I'm going to finish out this can. All right, I'll match it. All right, and can number two being open. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is really cool. Uh, them fighting demons in the uh, the what was it the magic castle or the magic house the, the yeah the magic version. castle I, or the mystic castle sorry Mis- yeah it was like some knockoff version of the magic castle yeah if you don't I mean if you're don't get, make your way down to L A there is a real building out there called the magic castle you go there you have to wear a suit and tie it's kind of hard to get in or it used to be. Uh, and then, uh, people do just do magic around you all the time. You can see a magic show and there's just people walking around doing close up <laughs> magic all over the place. I like it. Yeah. So it's a real, it's based on a real place, but, uh, uh, yeah. Great way to end out the shot. Number 23 coming at you. This one brought to you by Jordash jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Jordash. You'll crap yourself, but no one can tell. Jordash. <laughs> they smell like this all the time. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. No, the uh, smell doesn't go away. Jordash yeah. jeans. Uh, by the way, uh, the, uh, Pop Saga, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the Pop Saga at gmail.com for advertising inquiry. <laughs> um, so uh, next up is episode five. Mean green and straight poured into these jeans. She-Hulk discovers Titania. Oh, my God. Already too drunk. Oh, boy. Titania owns the name She-Hulk and is suing her for trademark infringement. 
That's right. Titania has she trademarked the name She-Hulk for a line of beauty products, which, I mean, doesn't make sense. But uh, this is great. We got a lot more Titania in this episode, and uh, you just have to... Uh, you have to give it up um, for uh, Jamila Jamil. Yeah, amazing job. Uh, huh? It's an amazing job. She did an amazing yeah. job. I love her like California Valley accent. If you've ever heard her speak in real life, she has a British accent, um, but uh, she does an amazing California Valley accent, and it is just... <laughs> It's just very indicative of a type of influencer, and uh, the whole thing is hilarious. Her stealing the name just for beauty products, and then She-Hulk literally having to having to confront the fact that she doesn't want this is not a destiny that she chooses for herself, and it's not something that she wants. Yeah, but you know, also kind of coming to terms with it is what it is at this point, and you know, kind of owning up. Drink, go. Oh, okay. Oh, oh no! This now it's hit. Now it's yeah. hitting. Oh, jeez! Oh, Jesus! Please, this lemon squeezes deliver me from the sour situation. Okay, well, we gotta we gotta keep moving. If we don't keep moving, we'll yep. get drunk. Um, yeah, if we yeah. don't keep moving, we'll die like a shark. Um, so main plot: she's getting sued. Subplot: she's getting. Uh, New outfits made. This is the introduction of uh, Luke Jacobson, who is, yeah. believe it or not, a comic book character. This is yep, not a yep. creation for the show. Yep, yep. There's a there's a few famous like costume like creators in it, and he's definitely one of them. So that was that was really nice to have that addition, and it's finally nice that she's getting stuff that uh, fits her a little better. Uh, I guess. Uh, it's time for shot number 25 oh come on man it's amazing that we're still alive yeah um it is it very much is oh my god um but was it yeah it's pretty much it was just those two subplots um and then like the introduction of what is this the one that starts to introduce intelligentsia or is that the next I, one? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, let me just read this little... I'm trying to remember if it's this one or like yeah. next one. It might be the the next one. Although this one brings back Todd Phelps, one of her sort of unsuccessful dates. Um, uh, who also is a, is a client of her law firm. Although, oh, shot number 26. Right. Uh, yeah, I think... I think uh, the next episode is the it's one that it. introduces yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the intelligentsia. Yeah, this is the one that had the Avengers and Avengers, but all spelt wrong, like all the knockoff stuff when they went down to go see Luke. This is the one that had me in tears. Yeah, the Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers is fantastic. Yeah. And this uh, is that's right. She's getting sued, so Jen has to bear her soul, saying that she does own the right that she has been using it as She Hulk by going to court, showing, sharing her dating profile and all the people that she went on dates with under the pretense that she was She Hulk. That was uh, 
heartbreaking. Logic. Yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, and then this, uh, it, it, this episode ends out, uh, with her, uh, us taking another shot. Okay. And her getting her customized outfits from Jacobson. And, uh, and it gives us the tease of a certain horned helm. Mm-hmm. A certain a daring devil who might show up. Yeah. Don't know who it is, but. Yeah. I don't was. know. Yeah, look cool like a dumb helmet to me. Yeah, well, stupid for sure. <clears throat> Why is it scratched up and in a hat box? I mean, it's not new unless he puts those scratches on to make it look, you know, legitimate. I don't know. Oh, a little worn. That's fair. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of uh, a little bit of patina on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're on to episode six, which is called "Just Jen." Yeah, Jen is a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding. A stressful event compounded by uniquely She-Hulk issues. That's right, because she shows up as She-Hulk because she wants to impress these people that she hasn't seen in a while, and that's shot number 28 that has to be done right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, you know, the first thing that uh, the bride-to-be says when she gets there is no She-Hulk stuff. She doesn't want to be over uh, upstaged by a big green superhero at her wedding. Um... You know, she's a real bridezilla, even though I don't really care for that phrase. Uh, that is definitely the trope that they are playing on uh, as they start out this episode. Yeah, I mean, it was also weird the fact that she hasn't talked to this friend in years, and she's just getting this invite. It It's funny. It feels like more like a setup to something the more I think about this episode than initially on surface. Like sure, set, yeah. Setting up the other ones. I wasn't even paying attention to half this stuff. I was just like, oh, she hooked close to a wedding. Yay. Let's see how that goes. But yeah, the uh the uh the bride to be was not that great. Um this also had the uh, subplot with Mr. Immortal. Yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to say I love uh the fight that Jen has with Titania in this one. Because, uh, you know, eventually, after goading her and kind of, like, punching her after she's drunk, uh, Jen decides to, you know, I'm just going to transform into She-Hulk. So let's, let's take a shot. Oh, Jeebus. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, fight Titania. And then she knocks Titania's veneers off. <laughs> well, I mean, she hit that ground hard. That was a that was a beautiful like left uh, left cross too. Yeah, <laughs> so like... funny. And the Titania freaks out and it, it insults somebody who's filming her about their ten Instagram followers, uh, which was was which was fun stuff. But then we get introduced to Mister Immortal, and uh, if you are familiar with a little super team called the Great Lakes Avengers, you might be uh, familiar with this this hero, Mister Immortal. Uh, in recent comics, it is suggested that Mr. Immortal will be the last being that is alive at the end of the universe. Were you aware of that? No, that's depressing. Yeah, he has like a, there's a, there's a comic where they flash forward to the end of the universe and Mr. Immortal's like skeleton is there. And they're like, well, he finally figured out a way to kill him. <laughs> Is that why he ended up in a uh, book of Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yes, exactly. Um, but this was a great subplot. It was uh, what, uh, Nikki and Mallory Brooke. Uh, oh, I think we just missed a drink. Oh, okay. I haven't been trying, <laughs> trying to talk through this stuff. Uh, um, yeah, them trying to handle the many marriages of Mr. Mortal and divvy up like... <laughs> divvy up like uh i'm blanking on the word because it's probably submerged under gin yes uh, um like i guess his assets his, yeah, his uh, assets for yes, you know his alimony there you because, go because his his power if you're not familiar with the show his power or his the character from the comics his power allows him to resurrect immediately after, but he actually does have to die. He dies, and then he is able to resurrect just A-OK. And, uh, oh, here we go. (laughs) Shot number 30. Okay. Um, And uh, so every time he got sort of uncomfortable in a relationship after a while, he would fake his own death. And so all these women feel or thought that he was dead and he would just go on with his life and, you know, he would not have any consequences. He would not have to pay any alimony. He would not have to go through any divorce proceedings because he technically died. So uh, they're trying to, it's not Jen, of course, it's, uh, it's um, Nikki and Book, Book being the, one of the other attorneys at this law firm uh, handling this case, but just a great. I love this subplot. I like Mr. Immortal. I think he's a goofy hero. I loved seeing him uh, you know come to the MCU in this hilarious way. I think one of the settlements, oh here we go, shot number 30. One of the settlements was uh that he had to make sustained eye contact and make an apology for like I forget how many. It was like a, a ridiculously short amount of time. Like it, but he, it went from 15 seconds to 20 seconds, I think. Yeah, it was 20 seconds. And he was just like, he was trying to bargain it down. He couldn't imagine spending this much time making direct eye contact with one of his ex-wives, which is like, he's just a, he's like an affable guy, but also like just a real piece of garbage and not and oh, a very I mean, inconsiderate uh, person. When he jumps out the window to prove his powers, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and also to just get away from from the situation. It's uncom- It's slightly uncomfortable, so he just jumps out of a window, s- dies briefly, and is, is immediately resurrected. I mean, also destroys there. that car. Yeah, he wrecked the shit. Shot number thirty-two. Bit. All right. Hmm. Yes. He wrecked the shit out of that car. Um, this is the one that also introduces Intelligentsia. Yes, uh, and a, the character Hulk King. And Josh Miller. Do, do, do. Josh Miller, the true villain of the whole season. Yeah. We don't see him after uh, the next episode, but uh, he, he what? damage. What a piece of shit. And here's the thing, too. I like this guy. When when they introduced him in Just Jen, I was like, good for you, Jen. This is cool. Maybe we'll introduce a boyfriend character, and that will be a fun subplot. Nah. Nah. 
down. No, that's the uh, Tiny was hipped. Tiny's like, I don't trust him. Do it. Oh, gosh. Do it. Shh. Order 33. Execute. Oh, my God. My head is spinning. Have fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Should have did beer. Should have did beer. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, <laughs> so let's go on episode seven. It's called The Retreat. Jen visits Blonsky's wellness retreat, meets new friends, and get in touch with her inner She-Hulk. Yes, and so this is this is what we were alluding to. It starts off with uh, Jennifer and Josh going on several dates. He likes her for her, seemingly, and uh, you know they don't just uh, they don't just the, just the, the, do the deed on, after the first date. You know they 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 wait it out because there's a possibility for a real relationship. But there is thirty four. Okay. That they both seemingly want there. Um, and uh, But after that first night together, he's gone. He 23 skidooed. No, he, tr- he she tries to text him back. And initially, it seems like maybe it's just not enough time has gone by and he's going to get to it. But he just doesn't, he just doesn't text back at all. And uh, this, uh, and uh, while this is going on, she hears from Blonsky's uh, parole officer mm-hmm. uh, that the the little inhibitor device that they put on Blonsky has gone, has turned off. And so she, you know, obviously he wants her to come up with him because, uh, you know. He's, he is scared. He's scared. Blonsky, yeah. right, rightfully so. Rightfully, rightfully so. so. Yeah. I think it's smartly so. Here's to you because there's another shot from us. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, and so she goes up there and of course, uh, you know, it's no big deal, but she realized, you know, this is a beautiful place and, uh, Blonsky offers to say to, to kind of, uh, allow her to, to attend the retreat. Um, boy, howdy, what a retreat. Yes. Because as she tries to leave. Uh, Man Bull and El uh, Agulia. Agulia? Sure. Agulia. I'm not going to try to say it. Aguila. And Aguila? Aguila. Aguila. El Aguila. 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 No, no, no. Come on. It has the... I don't see an accent on mine. Oh, my God. Yeah, on mine it has a, it has that little uptick. Is that an umlaut? Whatever, whatever the uptick. I don't know. That's not an umlaut. Uh, umlaut that's not an umlaut. That's an accent. The little well, tick that goes up over. Yeah, that that means that we have to. It's rising. So aguila. Sure. El aguila. They run, in, they run into her car because they are working through anger issues. Yes, and one is dressed basically like a matador villain, and the other is dressed as a man bull. Yeah. <laughs> so the subtext there is very funny. Yeah, but as they, this episode goes on, we are introduced to the fact that they might have a codependence, and uh, even though El Aguila uh, Aguila is uh, looks like a bullfighter, he swears up and down that he's not. 
But then he does admit that he did a little bullfighting in college. <laughs> Junior varsity. <laughs> Just super funny. And cheers to you, sir. This is uh, shot number 37. <laughs> Mm. Alrighty. We find out there are other people at this retreat, not just Manbull and uh, El Aguila. Um, there's also um, was a wrecker, one of the people that jumped mm-hmm. Jen. Yep. The po- uh, porcupine. Porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> and a sarsin or sars yes. Saracen. Saracen. Saracen may be a vampire. These might be a vampire. <laughs> he talks about blood a lot, very lustfully. Uh, this episode was one of my favorites of yeah. the whole deal. I thought that the uh, the supervillain retreat was really funny, and uh, I really loved, oh boy, 38, ain't it great? No. I really loved uh, the whole bit with Porcupine because he never takes his outfit off and he finally does. And everyone's like, oh, it smells so bad. It smells like a fart. <laughs> oh, no, this was a great episode because it was also about like Jen being comfortable with herself and finally almost kind of allowing both halves to coexist, that they, they are one and the same versus how everyone was treating them as like almost two separate entities. Yeah, these a bunch of these sort of C or Z list uh, supervillains on this retreat uh, really help her to come to a pretty substantial breakthrough. So I yeah, I really love this episode. I love the way they end it, and uh, I actually no, I don't love the ending because the ending's quite dis- uh, thirty nine. The ending is quite uh, upsetting because it is revealed, as uh, as Tanya correctly called it, that uh, this uh, Josh character was just sleeping with her to get her blood. Yeah. And in fact, he is working with the Intelligentsia and the aforementioned Hulk King. Terrible. 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 And I was just like, oh, no. This can't be good. No. That, I mean, like, uh, what will they do with that blood? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that leads us right into episode eight. Ribbit and Ribbit. She-Hulk represents Leapfrog, who was injured due to a malfunction in his custom-made super suit. Yes, that is right. Leapfrog. This is okay, a lot of frog. people have been waiting. Oh, sorry, another drink. Okay. Cheers to you. Mm. A lot of people have been waiting for Daredevil to show up on the show. This is also the episode where Daredevil shows up. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we did invoke the spoiler witch, by the way. Well, you'll have to slide sled in later. <laughs> we have a real bad earlier. night. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but, um, but. uh I, ever since I read a recent issue of Iron Man, uh, where Iron Man is going uh, sort of on a quest across the galaxy, and one of the compatriots he has along on that quest is Leapfrog, a character that I had forgotten about for a very long time, and then I saw it, I was like, what? Is this real? <laughs> Wait a second. 
<laughs> I had to look up online after reading this. I had to stop reading the comic, put it down, look up online about what's the deal with Leapfrog. Uh, that's the shot 41 for you, by the way. Um, And uh, so I was really looking forward for this character to to make his way onto the scene. Not, I'm not super happy with uh, him being just a, a piece, a total piece of shit. Which I guess, like, if you're gonna make a, a character into a uh, uh, just a, a garbage person, might as well be Leapfrog. But I was hoping for the sort of more sincere, pudgy uh, Leapfrog of the comics, not this uh, faulty jetpack or uh, jet boot wearing. Uh, Kind of extreme, extreme sports trust fund kid. <laughs> yeah, look, well, I think his dad used to be Leapfrog, and then he becomes Leapfrog, so he's like Leapfrog oh, okay. too. Also, so maybe the one that was in that Iron Man run you read was still the dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot about the son. Who, who knows? Who knows? All right, uh, take a shot. No, no, please, <laughs> God, no. Oh, we only got one episode left. We're almost there. Um, but, uh, this puts her at odds, uh, with, uh, Luke Jacobson, who made her super suit, and Luke Jacobson is, uh, represented by none other than Matt Murdock, Daredevil himself, and, you know what, whether it is in the courts or in a hallway, Daredevil is a hell of a fighter. That he is. That he is. It was great seeing Charlie Cox and Spider-Man. Great knowing that he's going to have his own series again. He's a fantastic Daredevil. Matt Murdock was great to see him in this. And um, He just this, does such a great job. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is such an incredible uh, Daredevil. It's such an incredible Matt Murdock. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone else playing Matt Murdock in live action uh, after seeing... Uh, Charlie Cox do it, and boy, does him uh, do him and uh, Jennifer have amazing chemistry, and they, you know, Jen breaks the fourth wall quite a bit during this episode to to uh, to point that out. Oh, no. it was to the point where when they do end up, uh, you know, uh, going to bed, as it were, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> way to go. Uh, it didn't you know what? It didn't pop up the notification for me, but we're at fifty one seconds. I feel like we missed a shot. Uh, well, what was the last gonna, one? Forty one. Uh, forty, yeah, forty one. Well, then it's on forty two, so we missed one. We got to do one. Okay. <laughs> but it it was um, yeah. Matt wins the case. Um. Mm-hmm. They go to the uh, Legalese Bar, which is a great bar name. Someone should steal that if it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then you know he has to run all of a sudden because he gets a call, and we get a, we discover. Um, holy shit! Who's driving outside there? Apologies. Uh, Luke Jacobson has been kidnapped by Leapfrog. Uh, oh God! Why Daredevil's going after him? And Jen decides to don her super suit to fight some crime. And uh, uh, Daredevil and She-Hulk kind of fight. She also says She-Hulk smash, which is uh, good stuff. Yeah. 
and she does the clap. And that fucks them up. I do appreciate that. Her hucking cars. That was great. You definitely sure. tell they, they were like, we're going to save a few of our CGI dollars for this, <laughs> this episode. Right. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, we end with, uh, the next day, Jen Walters goes to the, uh, Southern California Law Awards Gala, and she is accepting Female Lawyer of the Year, but is interrupted by the intelligentsia, and they broadcast a bunch of embarrassing stuff. Take a shot. And she gets real mad and hulks out in a very, uh, and they did a great job of shooting this part to make sure the audience felt the fear of everyone around Jen Walters as she sort of tears apart this uh, conference room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially they played really, they played with lightning very well, uh, not lightning, lighting very yes. well in the scene too by kind of giving this like red afterglow as she's smashing everything. Carrie-esque, you know, kind of giving you like, you know, the, this digital pig's blood has just been poured on Jen over here and she's just smashing everything. Yeah, and uh, she sees some intelligentsia dorks uh, recording the whole thing, uh, presumably to a, a post online. And uh, yeah, like uh, it, it, they do a good job of showing you if she didn't have control, shot 45, or still alive. Debatable. Just barely. Um,. But it really showed how, if she didn't have any sort of control over the situation, how truly destructive and scary she can become. And uh, I thought that this was this is a great sort of uh, penultimate. Oh god, penultimate episode. Yeah, I agree. Upsetting, but good. Like, yes, a great one. Yeah, yeah. You feel for Jen because you care about her at this point, uh, but definitely it shows why. People are sort of maybe they're not sympathetic, but maybe they are right to be a little bit afraid of of various hulks, be they abominations or be they hulks or uh, she hulks. Um, and this next episode sort of opens up in a, a way that you're not used to because this isn't sort of oh boy, it's John verse forty six. Here's you, Power Hour here. What's the show? What's this episode called? Uh, this call. This one is called "Whose Show Is This?" Jen finds herself in trouble with the law and struggles to pick up the pieces of her life. And this is probably my favorite intro out of all of them. Cause <laughs> yeah, because it is the it's the eighties Hulk show. Yeah, it pays uh, homage to that perfectly. Um, Some and- scenes being uh, recreated shot for shot. Yeah, and that I, I appreciated it so much. Um, awesome. And they even got the uh, a person painted up as She-Hulk as well. <laughs> the CG. <laughs> they hired a really buff woman to basically be the Lou Ferrigno to, to Jen Walters and uh, does an incredible job. It's great. I love the part where her and, and Bruce are like looking different directions and just so delightfully, you know, 80s, 70s, 80s. Uh, 47 shots. Go. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so um, she has to move out of her apartment because she's fired. She can no longer afford it. So she moves back in with her parents. 
We see all the uh, posters and stuff on her wall. And, uh, you know, Jen's life seems like it's fallen apart for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, they do a great job. They, I love that she goes to back to live with her parents. She lives. Uh, she loses her awesome apartment. Uh, and uh, the scene where all the press are on the lawn and, and her dad sprays water <laughs> to make them go away. It's such a dad thing to do, and I thought, uh, you know, I just love the par- the uh, actors who play her parents. I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, that's 48, ain't he great? Here we are, 48. You know, two beers, when you're not drinking in this way, two beers doesn't seem like a big deal. But uh, anyway. Um, me. Yeah, no, I mean, I think yours is like 11% and mine is 6, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm um. I made a I made a tactical error. <laughs> Green sleeves <laughs> is my heart's desire. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she goes uh, basically uh, Nikki and Pug, her two sort of side character compatriots from the uh, the law offices, they decide to infiltrate a uh, intelligentsia event because this is a very much a sort of uh, incel sort of thing that's like men only kind of uh, kind of a situation. Um, and so, and they they discover that this this uh, intelligentsia conference is being headlined by none other than the abomination himself. Uh, And also taking place at at that compound as well, I guess. Yeah, same retreat. Yeah, same retreat. Um, And uh, as this unfolds, you know, um, Walters is also looking for uh, Blomsky and uh, stumbles upon this... this, uh, this thing and what unfolds next is very i think what unfolds next is what you would expect from a marvel movie and this is a way that the show sort of makes fun of its of its bread and butter in a way that i think is very satisfying uh but you know everyone shows up like you would expect yeah the abomination is there uh the uh, Bruce Banner returns at this very moment, and you know he he takes everything the wrong way and starts fighting uh, the Abomination, who is just like you know not really fighting back. Shot number forty nine. Let's go. Todd is like a little like incel Hulk. Yeah, he dejects himself with the stolen blood from Jennifer Walters, and he immediately transforms into the Hulk, which everyone doubts would actually happen. Uh, and then Titania shows up, and it's just this big sort of like raucous brawl, and that causes Jen to break the fourth wall. Uh, literally more so than she's ever done before. <laughs> yeah, she literally she she exits out of the show into the Disney Plus main menu, busts out the thumbnail, and then swings into Marvel Studios assembled. <laughs> <laughs> which is a behind the scenes of Marvel Studios, uh, and just goes up to the She Hulk writers' room and demands answers. And that's shot number fifty. Okay. Ugh. 
Um, so, uh, which is uh, which is hilarious. And she's saying, you know, this is a terrible way to end the show. And this is not the, the spirit of the show. It's not what the show has been like this whole time. And the writers insist that this is what Kevin wants. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you are a follower of the Marvel Universe, you know that they can only be referring to Kevin Fahey, the architect, the genius behind this insurgence of Marvel movies and, and TV shows. Yep. So she heads on up to go see Kevin. And <laughs> this is when it just gets even zanier. Yes, because already she's breaking the fourth wall. And this was, I, based on some of the reactions I read to this, people just couldn't hang with the, the how meta this got. I love this. This is yeah. this is one of my favorite episodes. Shot number 51. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, so she, what she finds when breaking into to what we assume as the audience to be Kevin Fahey's office is instead a Glados type robot who very fun, like I can't believe he let the he must have such a good uh, sense of humor about himself and I guess if you've been this successful you can't how could you not. I mean, but, I, if I became as rich as he did doing this stuff, yeah, make fun of me all you want. Yeah, Take that shit like, to the bank. Because <laughs> this robot has like these three lenses. It hangs from the ceiling. But over the three lenses is sort of like a sunshade. But is it exactly like the black hat that Kevin Feige always wears everywhere? And it, it is definitely, oh boy, 52, here we go. Oh, God. Uh, but... It is just so funny because it is suggested that all Marvel movies are basically made by a very an android <laughs> who's an artificial intelligence who just basically perfectly plans out uh, all these uh, all these different movies. Uh, uh, but it, 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 that's the reason why they're so soulless. So soulless is what they're saying is because an AI just creates them for the maximum amount of you know, uh, uh, earning potential. Um, yeah, re- return on investment. Yeah. I mean, even look, he even tells her, like, uh, please transform off screen to save on the CGI yeah. budget. <laughs> and she does, she goes like, uh, how about the X-Men? Where are they? Uh, what are they coming? And then she like looks at the camera and does like a little, ah, I did this for you guys. Up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. He's like, I can't talk about that or... Oh my god, no, this was a 53! Okay. And by the way, Kevin stands for, it's actually an acronym that stands for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. (laughs) Sort of making fun of uh, how, you know, uh, how interconnected and referential all Marvel properties must be uh, in order to be part of the MCU. And, uh, so she basically says, hey, uh, you need to rewrite the finale with these parameters. And it, it eventually elect, reluctantly agrees. And we get the, the ending that She-Hulk uh, would rather. And I realize that this rubbed people a lot of, uh, you know, the wrong way. But you have to understand, in the comics, Jennifer Walters has literally broken through a, a page and led people to safety 
outside of the universe, like through another book <laughs> or through the ads or whatever. Like She's almost jumped out of the panel to beat up John Byrne, the person <laughs> writing and drawing the comic. Like, I mean, yeah. This happens this, all the time. This is very this comics is, accurate. Yeah, this is, this is par for the course. That's how common it is, especially in the sensational She-Hulk run specifically so this is this this was a delight as a lifelong she-hulk fan this was an absolute delight just to see it go like looney tunes level of like meadow and this is what this felt like you know and um you discover bugs bunny is the one drawing the episode with daffy duck and doing torturing him for you know seven minutes and here's this whole meta conversation she's having with kevin to get a proper ending that one that wasn't like just you know to be expected in the fact that they let them like you were saying be so referential and kind of call out like what the quote-unquote fans or whatever are saying in terms of like how these movies move along was just great and um you know there's no crazy blood infusion Todd there's none of that stuff it's just she ends up getting the zoom she becomes comfortable with the fact that Jen and She-Hulk is the same there's there is no difference she always knew that but now I think other people started to understand that she uh Mac Matt Murdock just shows up falls out of the sky basically because she would like uh, because she misses him and she wants to a piece of that daredevil again drink Oh my god! And uh, and then we get two shocking revelations, uh, just as promised from Kevin in a, the scene earlier. Uh, as uh, Jen is with uh, Matt at, at sort of a cookout at her family's house, Bruce shows back up, but he's back from Sakar with a with a shocking revelation. He's brought. Scar. Now, well, I know what you're saying. Didn't you just say Sakar? Yes, that's right. <laughs> this is from the comics. Bruce, uh, in the comics, Bruce, uh, the the smart people of the Marvel Universe realize that the Hulk is too much of a destructive force, and so they lure him onto a spaceship and shoot him into space and basically say, get the fuck out of here. And uh, <laughs> he lands in like a world, and it's like a gladiatorial thing. Uh, shot. Um, and, uh, and he meets a, a woman while there and they have a son and then the spaceship he arrived on blows up and kills everyone he loved. Uh, so he just bobs out back to earth to get revenge. And then his forgotten son, uh, a, a short while later, uh, does the same, but against him. And so they have a real fraught relationship. And this one, he just goes, picks him up. <laughs> they're like hey you got a kid so he went to space and he's like alright come back with me to earth and so now he's got a little Hulk son uh, which is a crazy revelation and can only like that only suggests bad news for the Marvel <laughs> Universe yeah I mean we already went through World War Hulk or Planet Hulk or Arena War Hulk whatever you want to call it now we gotta go with Little Hulk Jr. with bad haircut yeah, he's got a real questionable uh, 57. Let's go to heaven. 
All right, I'm running out of uh, I'm running yeah, out of drink like, here, so I we gotta have... finish up this. Uh, <laughs> we gotta finish up this recap. Yeah, what was the other shocking revelation? No, the other shocking revelation is um, uh, in the mid credits scene, Wong breaks uh, Blonsky out of prison because he went, of course, back to prison after violating his parole by trans- uh, transforming into abomination, and he takes him to Kemertage for what? We can only wait to find out. Yeah, I would but assume of course, probably. Captain, the new Captain America movie, probably. Right, uh, yeah, you know, more than get, likely. Get ready for um, uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get ready for Thunderbolts, because it's not going to be the lineup you saw. I'm telling you right here, we called it in our episode, this is a red herring. It's going to be a different lineup. I'm just, this is what I'm guessing. But anyway, uh, that's the end of it. And John, so let's, uh, 58. Say so tell me what you got. Forty seconds. Are, are we are are we done taking shots? Or the uh, power hour is still going because I'm out of booze. Uh, I really love this. I can't stand people who didn't love this. Holy shit! This was a great show, and I want more of it. And yeah, it's one of the it's one of the best Marvel shows I've ever seen. It's one of the besides Moon Knight. It's one of the and Captain America. I guess it's one of the few that I really looked forward to and like was appointment viewing in my house. We sat down. Oh, Hey, there's a new, uh, she Hulk tonight. And both me and my wife would be say, yay. <laughs> and so, uh, it gets the, it gets my highest honor. I love it. I can't wait for more of it. I think she Hulk's a great character. Tatiana was a fantastic. And, uh, I think they did a great job. I think if you think it's bad, I think you need to, to look in the mirror and really reevaluate your life. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's mean. I mean, whatever. Don't like it if you don't want to, but to, like, don't declare it's like ruining something because it's good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, man, I don't know. Don't do any of that stuff. Just leave it alone. Like, yeah, don't, if you just don't, don't like watch it, it. Just don't watch it. Yeah, they won't make more if, if enough people don't watch it. They won't make more. Yeah. Uh, but don't tell me I'm dumb for liking it because it's it's fun and good. Yeah, your opinion is your opinion. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I don't want to hear it. I put it like this. When I don't like something, I don't post about it. I talk yeah. about it here and let it go. <laughs> go find your own I, outlet that isn't just a fucking internet that troll people. That's right. My mom told me when I was growing up, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say something at all. And, uh, and so that's what I... Uh, I, 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 I Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we have drank enough and talked enough about She-Hulk. It gets the unanimous pop saga seal of approval. If you haven't seen it already, and somehow this has spoiled every little bit of it for you, we've left out a couple parts. Uh, I recommend wholeheartedly that you watch it because, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's one, it's each episode's only like a 30 minutes long. It doesn't ask a lot of you as the audience. You get to kind of ride along with it. And, uh, it has that great sort of nineties nostalgic structure where it's self-contained episodes, which in the age of prestige TV is a rarity. So mm-hmm. I, you know, it just gets all the high marks all the way around me, and it sounds like for you too. But we are. This is a Monday night, everybody, and we are too drunk for a Monday night. So we're gonna <laughs> wrap it up here, uh, and I'm just gonna say, take it away, uh, effed up for us. A big thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. 
You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, f Up Force. Remember, folks, if you're going to go through your own power hour, make sure you're talking 3.5 and below. If you understand that, that's better than I do because I don't understand anything that's coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> you're doing great, buddy. Uh, so good. Where's the button? Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go.